Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's real simple. Three minutes to the biggest battle of our professional lives all comes down to today. One game. This is a big one. They're bigger, faster, stronger, more experienced. And on paper, they're just better. If we played them ten times, they might win nine. You all know what you have to do. Forget about the crowds size of the school, their fancy uniforms. Tonight, we skate with them. Tonight, we stay with them. And we shut them down because we can't. I want you to take a moment. And I want you to look each other in the eyes. Look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now, I think you're going to see a guy who will go that inch with you. When you take that field today, you make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans. Tonight, we are the greatest hockey team in the world. This is your game now, gentlemen. This is your opportunity. This is your time. Once so make it count. Because you'll remember it rest of your lives. We are. Marshall! We are. Marshall! That's the team, gentlemen. Let me hear it! Now go out there and take it. Let's get them. On today's Coaching Coordinator Podcast, we go back into the archives for a podcast I did a few years ago for week one of the season, and it's tips for giving a pregame speech. And I think you're going to find some great things here, and we're going to finish this one up with a pregame speech from Coach Chuck Kyle of Cleveland St. Ignatius, who's won three national championships as well as 11 state titles here in Ohio, just a legendary coach here, and uh, known for giving some great pregame speeches. So, Hope you enjoy this one, and good luck this week. Today I'm taking another page out of my notebook, and we're going to talk about the pregame speech. It is the night before week one for many coaches out there, and for you first-time coaches, maybe for you veterans, that idea of what do you say to your team 
seems to be such an important one. How do you handle that pregame speech? And I can say that a lot of this is driven by Hollywood and the football movies out there. Hollywood loves to dramatize the pregame speech and make it so much of the stereotype of who we are as coaches. We're all going to get up there. We're going to give that fiery speech. Our players are going to tear out of the locker room. So it's something that is, it seems to be highly valued, at least in Hollywood. And while the movies overvalue the pregame speech, it is a great opportunity to send our team out of the locker room with a positive mindset and focus for the game. It's something I've always done for my team. Uh, I always gave them the pregame speech. Uh, however, I think there has to be a method and thought process to it. There's many games where grabbing an early lead and building momentum are necessary for a positive result. And if your team needs a pregame speech to leave the locker room excited, then you need to review how you're building up that week. As one of my former assistants explained to our players once, that game day is like a crescendo. The week starts out low-key. We build it into a crescendo on game day, and we have that emotional focus and intensity building along the way. So if you wait for the emotion, the focus, the intensity to happen three minutes before kickoff, it's going to dissipate very quickly. You want that mentality to develop and work over the course of the week. Now, that being said, that is still a very valuable time right before the kickoff to create and put the final thoughts on that mindset, the thought process on what the team needs to be working towards during the week as far as a specific focus needs to be communicated when the game plan is delivered. So Monday, Tuesday, whenever it is that you present the game plan to your players, there should be that mental focus. What is this week about? Kind of leading up to what might be something that you send them out before the kickoff thinking about. You don't have to have some big dramatic speech. In fact, if you do it right, even a short message delivered with some emotion will be reflected with emotion by your team. The point is that you've worked them into that crescendo that I've mentioned and that this has happened over the course of the week. Before I get into some tips and guidelines I have for creating the pregame speech, I want to go back to an earlier podcast I had with Chuck Kyle, who's the head football coach at Cleveland St. Ignatius. He has 12 state championships in Ohio. He has two national championships. He's also a master trainer for USA Football, and he shared with me his thoughts on the pregame speech. Coach, I know also on game day you've been quite a motivator, and having uh, both coached and having friends who have played for you, I had the opportunity to hear, geez, back in the day they were cassette tapes, but uh, of, of locker room speeches that you've had, and uh, they, were, they were definitely motivating. What is your philosophy on that last-minute motivation and talking to your players you know, right before they charge out those doors? <laughs> okay, well, Keith, i got to be honest with you. Here, here's what I think it is, okay? Um, if, if you're sitting in a locker room three minutes before the kickoff of a football game, and if the kid's not motivated at that point, something's wrong. Uh, I think they're motivated. Um, I think they're excited about it. Um, uh, to me, motivation is, is an attitude about what you do. In other words, uh, an attitude. Hey, there's a football game in front of me. I love playing football. This is a, obviously a big game, and I've got a lot of energy. 
Uh, so to me, motivation is an attitude. The, the speech right there is not, to me, uh, the, the reason why the, the team's going to go out and play a great football game. Uh, here's what I worry about, and here's what I would say that locker room speech is about. Kids are nervous, and they're 16, 17-year-old kids. I mean, how many adults uh, wouldn't be very, very nervous playing in front of 10, 15,000? You know, you're, you're in the regional final, you're in the state championship. There's 20, 25,000 people there. It's on TV. It's, it's you know, yeah, <laughs> any human being is going to be very nervous. At that point, I'm trying to make sure that the kid forgets about that. Let's get beyond that. There's, there's fear of making a mistake. Let's get rid of that fear. Get rid of it. And so what that talk is for me is for the kid to step above his fears and go, hey, <laughs> whether I succeed, whether I fail, I'm going to be the man out there on the field doing it. And, and I can do this. I've trained to do this. And I'm going to go out there and have fun doing this and accepting that challenge. That's kind of what that talk really to me is about. Um, they want to play the game and they're, they're motivated to play the game. I, I just don't want the fear of failure uh, to get in the way because that, that limits a lot of people. A lot of people in this, the history of this world didn't live up to what they could be because why? They were afraid to fail. And let's get rid of that and just go ahead and do it. So that's what that speech is really all about. As Coach mentioned, the positive message is always important. And something I used as guidelines in helping me construct my pregame speech really worked for me over time. So number one, we want to always be clear and concise. If you have to explain some reference to a story, use that maybe during the course of the week. So if it's, it's something historical and it's going to take a long time to explain, don't do that in the pregame speech. Make reference to it earlier. Come back to it later in the pregame speech. They don't need to be using brain power to figure out exactly what you're talking about or try to make those connections to a historical reference that you're speaking about. The story told earlier in the week and referred to throughout helps you to be concise and more effective when it's time to speak to players right before kickoff. I think back to my first game as a head coach. This is an approach that I used. And at that time, this was a team, you know, I took over relatively late. It was late spring when I became the head coach there. The previous coach left. He was very emotional on game day. He always delivered a pregame speech and kind of set the bar high um, from all the stories I heard from some of the assistants who were on you know, my staff and, and on that previous staff. So uh, he, was, he was beloved by the players. And Braveheart was a big part of his speeches. He used that constantly. He would show them parts of the movie and refer to William Wallace often. And in our time after the pregame meal and before we had our meetings that day with the team, we showed our players a movie to let them relax. And in that particular part, I, I moved it ahead because Braveheart's a long one. I put the ending of Braveheart on. And this particular game of mine uh, as a first-year head coach was away. There was a long walk to the field. Uh, I certainly didn't want to deliver this in the locker room uh, because of that long walk. So I took them out to the end zone, and we reviewed our last-minute instructions. And borrowing a line from that movie, 
I looked to the group who was silent at this point. They had their eyes on me. I could tell they were emotional, and they were waiting for me to say something. I knew that. I knew they kind of had been you know, used to that. They wanted to hear something. And my line was simply from the movie. And I, I adopted what uh, was, was a line in that movie. I said, you've bled with Coach Frank, now bleed with me. And honestly, I, I didn't expect it to be as emotional as it was, but there was an eruption of emotion at that time. There were teary eyes, and they charged down on the field and played with such a passion. We really overcame that opponent early. It was a 53 to nothing win. We scored on the first play from scrimmage, an 80-yard run, and it was just something that we built up that level over the course of the week, and it stayed with them for 48 minutes. It wasn't something that I waited to the end of the week to do that, that we kind of talked about some of those things leading up to it. We showed them that movie clip uh, in the time we had on game day after school, and then we went out on the field, and that was the last message, which really um, got to them. My second tip is to separate the emotional part of the message from any reminders or instructions. You don't want to be in the part of something emotional and then throw in there something they need to remember about the field. So give them any reminders up front and finish with maybe what is more of an emotional part at the end. Number three, consider having some routine to finish with. In my second head coaching job, uh, I realized you're not going to send them out of the locker room with words that are going to make them go charging through that door. So don't have those expectations all the time, but have something that really sets the focus. So it's something I borrowed from the movie Gladiator in the beginning of, of that movie. They're preparing for battle. Uh, the, the soldiers, the warriors, um, I think it's like the, the generals in that army go across and say to each other, strength and honor. And so we kind of had that idea. I would tell them, you know, put their helmets on, snap them off and they would wish their teammates well. And for me, it was just simple. I'd say, let's get those helmets on and go get them, and then that would occur between them. And so it might be an emotional one, but I always ended with that. So we could bring down some of that emotion. All right, you have to temper it. My advice is that having a routine like this will signal the end of your talk and not make it feel like you always need to be ending with something that's going to make them charge out the door. It's not always necessary. My next tip is to rehearse what you want to say. For me, I'd, I'd often write those notes over the course of the week. I'd construct a few paragraphs to speak to the team about, and I would find a place on my own a, a few hours before the game to put those thoughts together and go over it in my head. What did I really want to send them out with? It was a good time for reflection over the course of the week, and so I would reflect, put those ideas together. Sometimes I'd even run it across one of my assistants and, and let them give me some feedback. Uh, the next one is, is kind of a funny one. If you're using props, make sure that you set them up and that they're going to work how you want. I can think back to one of my talks. It was uh, a pregame speech before a playoff game. In the previous week, we faced our rival. We were both 9-0 and at the time, and, and we lost a, a heartbreaking game to us. And that week was just really tough to get those guys rallied. We worked on it the whole week. Uh, it was very tough to do, and, and as part of the pregame speech, uh, I wanted to be emotional, and I said, I'm, I'm going to throw this VHS tape, which was of the other opponent of their scout, you know, their scouting report that we put on VHS, um, dating myself here, but I wanted it to hit the wall and break to pieces, so 
I knew that would require some force. Uh, I didn't necessarily want to have to put that much effort into the throw, but what I did is, is have one of my assistants remove every screw that held that cassette together. Tape, he taped it lightly together, and honestly, I think it started to break apart. He taped it so lightly before it hit the wall, which was kind of funny, but when it did, it had that effect I wanted. Players couldn't see it because it went over their head, um, but it was something they got fired up. They were excited about it. They were you know, back on track with where they needed to be emotionally after that week, which, which was tough to rally them. And, you know, we went out that door. We won that playoff game. But, again, have a plan for those props. I have a story that's, that's funny with this, that uh, a coach in the area, he wanted to take a sledgehammer to the opponent's helmet. So he took a helmet. He painted it up like the opponent's. And the plan was to hit it with the sledgehammer, have it break, and have that team go roaring out on the field. Well, he didn't test his plan out. And those helmets are, are pretty resilient. So when he hit it with the sledgehammer, it, the sledgehammer actually bounced back at him. It hit him in the head and knocked him out, and he missed the first half. So uh, we want to test those things out and make sure they're going to work out how we want. So when you have props, make sure they're going to work. The last tip I have is to always be positive. It was my cardinal rule in the pregame speech. So I wasn't going to refer to a previous loss um, or even revenge because I felt revenge could bring them back to that time where maybe they didn't do so well in a previous season, and I never wanted that to be part of it. I always wanted it to be emotional. I always wanted it to be positive emotion, and anything that might put their minds on something negative or something that could cause doubt was eliminated. Everything had to be positive. I think it's a, a fun time. I think those pregame speeches are fun. I do think they're memorable. I know I have players come back to me years later and, and, and remember a certain speech and, and remember their reaction to it. I remember back to my high school playing days. And like I said, our coach kind of followed that script for you know what I mentioned here. So all, actually all season long, they had kind of been positioning us as uh, a, a little David, you know, David and Goliath, that, you know, we had some giants we had to face on our schedule. And this particular one we played was number one in the state at the time. It was early in the season, number two game in the season. And Coach got into his speech where he told the story about David and Goliath. In his final words, he paused and he looked at us. He said, now go get the giant. And I can remember, like, looking at my teammates, and we were just ready to run out that door. I mean, tears in our eyes. We're ready to go. And we went out that game and, and played uh, with such passion. It ended up coming down to an extra point. I know we knocked the ball into the end zone. Uh, coach called the play over me. And, you know, he came out, called timeout, said, what do you guys want to do? And we said, let's go for two. And unfortunately, <laughs> We did not get the extra point. We ended up losing 14 to 13. But going back to that pregame speech, it's something that I'll remember for my whole life. And I think that's the fun part of this. Uh, so it is a fun part of our game, a fun part of our culture. They don't always have to be emotional, but you have to have a plan for it. Use some of those tips, I think, to, to help you develop that. Best of luck here in week one or if it's week two for you or if this week one is coming up the following week best of luck to you and your team and keep listening for some tips and things that can help you throughout the season here on the coaching coordinator podcast to take you out the doors this week 
is a pregame speech from Coach Kyle's first state championship. Enjoy. Last November, you all came into the office, and we sat there one-on-one, and we talked. And we talked about a commitment we were going to make. And that commitment was to be the state champion. We made the commitment to be the state champion. We're here to get every play, every play, you remind yourself of one thing. This next play, we're coming up right now, is going to be my greatest play. It's going to be the play that I'm going to remember the rest of my life. They are in your way. In your way. You made a bigger commitment than they have. They don't know. They don't know what kind of commitment you make. They don't know the work you put in. Be state champion. Be state champion. Be state champion.